Okay, so um, today's issue is Daf Chaf Bet, and if you recall in the mission, we were discussing the placement of the Eruv, and we made a few assumptions. One is that you have, well, the basic assumption is, is that you have to be able to, from the Makom Shvita, you have to be able to access the Eruv itself. Also, the other assumption we're making till now as well, we, we, I didn't actually mention this, but I exactly Machlok of Rebbe Chachamim, that during Ben Hashem HaShot, Chachamim goes there Shvotim, and the Gemara seems to be going like Rebbe, in that, that's how we've been making that assumption. So, and we, the, what we focus on in, towards, well, towards uh, most of yesterday's year was this placement in a tree. It depends in different reshut in terms of when is it a problem, when is it not, when is it only a shvut, therefore it's okay, and when is it completely, it wouldn't be any sort of race, and it wouldn't be okay where you place it in a tree. So the Gemara now relates to the next case in the Mishnah, where you place it deep down in a hole. So the Gemara asks, and then we said it would be fine. So the Gemara says, Ech or Ein at Ro'e Omek Kova. It says, what's the difference between that case and other case? When you put it high up in a tree, we said it wasn't, the Eruv wasn't a good Eruv, because you and the Eruv were in the same place, and it was so the race up in the Shusta Rabim to access it in the tree. So how is it then, if you're putting it deep down in a pit, that isn't, it shouldn't be the same law, that it's not okay. If you're, if the assumption is you're standing, you want your Shmokom Shvita to be outside the pit, and the base of the pit is a different Shusayachi, that's where you want, that's where you're placing the Eruv. The Gemara answers very simply, like we explained in the Mishnah, that the intention is, you said you want your Makom Shvita to be down at the base of that pit. And since you could climb down there on Shabbat, technically, um, therefore it's a, it's a good error. Okay, next case. So the next case we saw in the mission was that if you place on top of a, a reed or on top of a pole, okay, um, and and that situation we says even if it's me'ama it would work. So the Gemara asks the problem question. It says The assumption is the issue is that, is that it's only okay when you've already pulled out this reed and replanted it in the ground again, okay. But if it was mechubar la karaka, meaning it was a reed growing out, and you want to put it on the top of it, you wouldn't be able to do so. So the Gemara says, late, doesn't that late palig al Shmuel, doesn't this argue on Shmuel, who's a, who we explained the whole sugya according to yesterday. An issue yesterday we said is that when do we say that when it's above 10 fachim, it's not a problem, when it's below, it's not, it's not a problem. That's when it was four fachim wide, if you recall, and therefore above fachim from the ground within the trees of Shusayachim. But below, there's no problem of being mishtamesh Ilan because that's exerimit midrabanan. And Shmuel went according to Shittat Rebbe, that we're not gozer shvutim during ben for this tzorech. And therefore, it's not a problem. Now, the assumption we're making here is the reason why it's not good when it hasn't been pulled out of the ground and plugged back in is because it is still mechubala karka and you'll be mishtamesh Ilan, which again is isudrabanan. So what's, what possibly is the problem? Now you can't say it's well. Assumption that at this stage is on top of the reed is um, is not a shosiyachid because roshachidah has to be four by four at the top. So therefore, the issue seems to be only being mishdamish bilan that contradicts what Ushmur was saying yesterday. That if it's isudur and since during benash mashot we go like Rebbe, the yonokos eshvotim, it's not a problem. So what's going on? So Amar Avmana vehush tiet tavla natuna broshon. And what's interesting here before we give the answer. I'm not sure if you learned Mishnah according to the Bartanura. He explains like like the the the, the um a bit like the Bavli, I think I think that is that is a difference. There are certain shvutim we are goes and certain shvutim we're not. 
since it's a kane, he says, since it's a reed, that it's almost karav levada, you're going to break something off it. Therefore, that's a tapish what he wouldn't go, go there. Now, just that's in the back of your mind, just in terms of you, if you leave the Mishnah that way. However, the Gemara doesn't answer that. And it answers the same way as we've been explaining, uh, explained previously, which is, The assumption is you put some sort of tavla on the top. So now it's four by four. So, so it is Rishotiachi. But as we saw before with a basket, the way Reb Chaim explained it, since you can mavatil it, once, since you can turn the basket down, or in this case, we've got the stick, it's since you can turn it down so it's below 10 fachim from the ground, therefore you'd be able to access it. Now you can only do that if you're dealing with a stick that is talush v'na'utz, because you're not going to be over on the issue of kotzer when you're trying to break it to turn it, to bend it down. Okay? So that's why, that's why it makes a difference in a mission. In other words, yes, you're not kotzer but if it's stuck to the ground, you can't mevatel the because it's all too high, and therefore your makon shitai wouldn't be able to access that eruv. But if it's pulled out of the ground and placed back in the ground, since you can mevatel shusiachid, since you can pick it up and bend it to the side and tilt it to the side, so it's below ten fucking from the ground, therefore then you'd be able to access it during shmelashmashot. That is the difference between where it's naots and 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 and, and sorry talush for naots or whether it was just growing from the ground. Okay. Next, Tani Im avad Im avad Now, what's this related to? This is the last case in the Mishnah where it was locked up in a cupboard and you lost the key. Sorry, not lost the key. Start again. You didn't know where the key was. Okay. Now, according to let's read the Gemara. Actually, the first case is you lost the mafteach. Chachamim says it's a good. Rebbeleizer says im eni adur If you don't know where the key is, then it's not a good eruv, because presumably you can't access the eruv that's locked in the cupboard. We'll explain why that is soon, and why Chachamim say you can access it. That's what we're going to try and piece together through this sugya. But um, Rebbeleizer says if you don't know where the mafteach, it doesn't. Then it's no good. Okay. However, what the Gemara is now saying is. Even if you, um, even if you do know where the key, according to Rebbe it would make a difference. Why? It says, If you lost it in the field, then it's not a good eruv. In ear, if you know where it is in the city avad, then hareze eruv. What's this talking about? It says, Ingmar explains, in avad. If you lost it, and again, you know where it is, but it's in the field, ain eruv eruv, because assumption is that the Eruv is in a cupboard in the, in the city. It says, Because you've got no way of bringing it to you. Okay? Um, according to the Pnei Moshe, why can't you bring it to you? Because the assumption of Pnei Moshe is, Because it's in the field, but beyond the Tchum, so you can't bring it, the, the, the key to the location where you are. Okay? Um, which it sounds like. But what's interesting here is that According to, um, if you look on the Gemara in the Bavli, it says actually that Rebbeliez is a quintessential to Rabbanan, the way the Bavli explains it, meaning that as opposed to Rebbe, that there are Gozer Shvotim during Rabbanash Mashot. And since it is to the Rabbanan to access it, Rebbeliez says that's, that's rounds enough to say, I can't, uh, you can't access your, uh, you can't access your Eruv. Okay. However, in Ba'ir Avad, if you lost the key within the city, then Harez Eruv, why? It would work. Because what you can do, you, he can hold, I explained to Rabbi Chaim, he says, because he can be like Rabbi Shimon. This will see in Perak Reish Kol Gagot, that the Gagot Chatzirot Vakarpifor Kolon Shotechad, that roofs 
um, Chatzerot and Karpafs, these are these open areas, they're all considered one Rishut for Shabbos. So a Kli that was Shabbat in a Chatzer, you can take Chatzer, to Gag, Gag, to Chatzer, Gag, to Karpaf, and there's a way of moving this key around the city to get to, to get to the location you need. So therefore, according to um, Rebeliezer, that even if you know where the key is, it'll only help you if you can move that key to the location to unlock the door, and then it's okay. Okay. Now, however, the Gemara now says, That seems to that what they're saying makes sense. So my time at the Rebanan. So what's the Shidra Rabbanan if you can't bring the key to that location? Why does it? Why is the eruv or eruv? Even if you lost the key. So Amra Babar Bereidra Papi. There's because it's Shita Rebbe Meir. What's Shita Rebbe Meir? So what's this referring to? This is the Mishnah Masechta Beitza. Let me just share the screen, just so you can see the Mishnah briefly. And that is as follows: it says This isn't talking about in in, in um, on Yontav. This is part of a Mishnah that a house that's um, it's all sort of fenced up, right, bricked up, and the, and the bricks have come like. Or if crumbled in a particular location, yes, you can access the food from that location. Abraimer says, What you can do, you can even break some of those bricks out of, out in order to access some food. Now, it's very important here what we're referring to is that we're talking about Avira de Livni. What's it David explains that meaning the bricks are sort of just simply placed one on, on top of the other and it's without cement. De love stira here, then it's not considered like demolishing. So therefore, reading of Chaim, Nami Rebbe Meir he Bahach Migdal Nami. What's we're talking about when it's in this cupboard that it's also built with these bricks of Erdelivni? That you can sort of pull out some of the bricks and then take the arrow. So that's assumption number one. The assumption is okay. Our Mishnah must be holding like Rebbe Meir that since you can take apart this cupboard to access the contents even even without the key, therefore you can access it. Therefore, it's a good eruv. However. The Gemara says, what are you talking about? Um, Why does Rabbi Meir say you can do that? Because that Mishnah Masech the Beitzah is talking about, talking about Yontav. And therefore, explains. Maybe it's Stira Gemurahi. Maybe it's really considered Stira, even if it's Avera Delivni, even if it's bricks one on top of the other. It's considered, it's a Malacha. But it's only allowed because Mishum Ochel Nefesh, as we know, certain malachar are allowed for the sake of, you know, accessing or preparing food. So maybe it's only that case, but here our case is Shabbos. Who says you'd be able to violate the prohibition of uh, stira to access the food? You can't. You can't. It's a Isur Doraisa, and therefore, since you can't access it during the Mansion Mashor, the error is not a roof. So therefore, the Gemara continues. So as it says, Vahacha Veshabbos Anan came in. When we're dealing in here, we're talking about Shabbos. So Amar Rav Avmari says, uh, he says, it's actually Drebeliezer ben Yaakov. He, Detan, Detanin and Taman, Rebeliezer ben Yaakov, Omer, Koshim Fnebab Veshvish Lotetzer. What's this referring to? I'll read it, Rav Chaim. He says, here we're talking about, again, another Mishnah. It says that you can tie across a door, like uh, before, like uh, to act as a door, really, before a behemoth for an animal so it cannot escape from its enclosure. Why? Why can you tie these knots? Mishum Sha'asui, Reb Chaim says, Likshor Lahatir. Because it's something that's not Shalkayama, since it's not a permanent, something you, you, you tie this rope across it and it, to function as a door, to open and close regularly, therefore it's not considered Kshira. That's Reb Liezer. So say, Hik Shira, Hi Okay. 
So therefore, what? We have to read the Zuchaim now. It says, Since tying it is something it's, you're going to open and close the whole time, it doesn't have, it's not binyan, it's, so it's not kosher, it's not salter, so too, it's not binyan and stira. So too, when it comes to this, we've lost the key, you're able to break open this lock, because that's something you are doing on a, it's, it's not a kayama type of thing, meaning it's something that's always made for opening and taking apart. Uh, however, that there it says you're only allowed to tie and untie Hudashari. Why did Dami Pinyan? So it seems like we're back to square one. That one second, then how can you break open this cupboard to access the contents when there it says you're only allowed to tie and untie, but you're not allowed for this door for the for the um for the animal, you're not allowed to tear it. Because once again, we're going to shit up Rebbe. That it would be Islam with the Rabbanan. And once again, they won't cause a shvotim during Shmena Shmashot. However, he adds, Maybe we were talking about a lock that's sort of, it's like a rope that's tied around it. And here, the reason why when you lost the key, the, the Eruv works, because you can untie the knot, just like you see as So there's two ways to understand it. Either it's a lock that also has a knotting sort of effect, and you could untie the knot, so it's like Rebeliezer, because any, any knot that's asuri, regularly, it's not considered kshira and, um, and matir. Um, or alternatively, that despite the fact, yes, you're allowed to kosher and matir, but you're not allowed to cut it, well, that's only asmidurabban on the cutting, and the chachamim won't cause a shvotim during the menash mashot. Okay. However, we have a completely different answer, answer altogether. So the Gemara says, oh, not answer, sorry. The Gemara can now continue, sorry. Had the tema, that whole machloket is we're dealing with a migdal shal evan. We're dealing with sort of this cupboard, if you like, that's made of stone, more like a structure, like a shed, if you like. Aval migdal shal etz, if you're talking about a cover made of wood, that you'd be able to smash open even according to Rebbe Yezer. Why? Because because as we've explained before, that since it's not a binyan, it's a kli, and there's not binyan vestir bekelim, and the only issue is what's called mekalkel, like breaking open packaging. And we said on Shabbos that even a mekalkel is asim the rabbanan, but tzorech ochel, for food, you'll have to break open packaging. Okay? So therefore, this cupboard would be considered, if you like, being like packaging. And therefore, Ibn Rebeliez would agree that since on Shabbos you'd be able to break open this cupboard made of wood in order to access the food. So therefore, that's therefore if it was lost in this, if it was locked in this cupboard and you, locked, and you lost the key, Ibn Rebeliez said the Eruv would work because you would be able to access it. Okay. Next halacha. This is now Mishnah Dalet. Halacha Dalet. What happens if, now, the thing is, is when you place your Eruv Tchum, you have to be able to access it again. Right, so you place it towards uh, two thousand and what say from from your house. What happens if it, it's nitgalgel chutz l'tchum of the city you're in? Now, when I say house, I mean like the city is like daladamo, like your house. We'll learn later. But the simplest we'll say from your house, okay. But then, it, when you on Shabbos, you're walking out to where the eruv is, and you realize it's rolled rolled away from your house another twenty meters or something. The wind took it. However, you don't know, or nafalalav gal, or a big ruin collapsed on it. And importantly, Rukhaim explains, like the Korbanator, that 
in order to clear away the rubble, you'd have to dig it out, which was in Malacha. We're not talking about moving a little bit of soil here. We're talking about much digging it out. On Israf, where you come, you're walking on Shabbos, and you come to the location, and it's burnt. Or it was Truma, becomes Tameh. Well, the Gemara says, If that all occurred before Shabbos came in, then then it's not an Eruv. Why? Because it wasn't uh, it wasn't there during Ben Hashmashot, so therefore it couldn't be Konya Mokom Shvita. If it happens, Meshach HaSheicha, if all this occurred after Shabbos, uh, when Shabbos came in already, it's not a problem. Why? Because the critical point in time where the Eruv Tchum has to be Konya is during Ben Hashot, and it was all intact and ready to go and available, and nothing was wrong with it during that time. However, in Safi, what if you don't know what time it was? In that situation, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Orim Hareza Chamar Gamal. So the explanation of Chamar Gamal is as follows. I'll just share a little picture here. Um, and that is as follows. The Eruv let you go 2,000 mod in either direction for the, from the, from the Eruv. Without the Eruv, you could have go 2,000 mod in each direction from your house. So the reason why I'm placing the Eruv here, because I want to go further, like you see in the picture, to the right, for example. However, because you don't know what was Kone, if it was Kone or not, then I can only really walk in direction of the, uh, so in the overlap of the two, as you can see in the shaded yellow sort of region I've shown you, because you don't know which is Kone. That's according to Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Huda. Okay? The expression Chamar Gamal is like a donkey and a camel pulling two directions, like you're, you're sort of, you're locked by the both. Okay? Um, next. Uh, however, Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Shimon, Amrim, Safek Eruv, Kasher, when it comes to Safek Eruv, then it, it's not a problem, it's kasher. It can be mekel. So in other words, you can assume that it was okay. We'll explain why when you get to Gemara. Am Rabbi Yossi, he'id avtulos mishum chamisha azkenim. He was made that what? The safek erov is kasher. Okay, let's look at the Gemara now. Nit gal What happened again? Makna Mishnah. That it rolled out outside the chum. So it says, lo amar elo v'nitmate. The, the whole suffix where Rabbi Meir says is chama gamal is what? Is if you know now it is definitely Tameh on Shabbos. Okay? You just don't know when it became Tameh. That's when Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda are machna. However, Suffolk need mate. If, you, if there's a Suffolk, whether it even became Tameh or not, you don't even know if it became Tameh after. Sorry, 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 sorry again. Elin need mate for Suffolk need mate. Sorry. 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 That we still got a suffix whether this Eruv ever, this, this Eruv that was Truma ever became Tmea. Then Rabbi Meir, Nami Abe Eruv Dokmina Becheskete, because we can rely on the Chazaka Shi Torah. Okay. Now, Reb Shmuel Bar Nachman says, Beshem Rabbi Yonatan. Achar Chazakot Halchu. So to understand the Machlok between Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, sorry, Meir Rabbi Huda, with Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, whether you're Hamar Gamal or you can assume that Eruv is a good Eruv, they're both going according to Chazakot. Meaning, Chazaka, as you know, is we have an established status. We presume that status hasn't changed. Okay, so, but they're looking at it from different angles. So let's have a look. Because Meit even Rebbe, Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Huda, because Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Huda say to the Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Yoshimon, if this Eruv was consumed during the daytime, Shema Enu Asur, wouldn't it be Asur, meaning, if you know for certainty the Eruv wasn't around, then it's not good. So, I'll change the words here, meaning, therefore, it will always be Asur until you know it's Mutar. Meaning, 
that just to explain here, the Rebbe Chaim explains it. He says that according to Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yos, sorry, Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda, they go also bata the chazaka da hashta. Meaning, now we know it's tamer, if it was truma, or now we know it's burnt, or now we know it's, lo- it's too far away. So therefore, the, the chazaka of the hashda, I'm going to be choshesh for, the chazaka of the current status, that I, that I know with certainty that there is. Read Reb Chaim. He says, he says as follows, and others, kuloma, um, here. Um, here. He says, kuloma, kima da chazina shenechal v'safeku, dilme b'oyom nechal, you know that since it's a suffix whether it was eaten, consumed during Ben Hashemashot, and if it was, it would be Asur. Therefore, you know, I, it should be Asur until, and I, it should be Asur now until I can, with no certainty that it wasn't consumed. It's not that we look at the Chazaka and now and determine says completely, no matter what to know that for sure the say the Kerov was burned in Yom Ken, then you could, then you could, uh, then you could, uh, he could walk on either side of his house. But he says, So you've got what, in other words, according to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Hood, you've got two opposing Chazakot. And these two opposing Chazakot in conflict, meaning now I know it's not good. And I know, and, but I've also, but again, it was okay in the beginning, but we've got these opposing chazakot, so therefore it's chamar gamal. However, meiti ve Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Meravi Yehuda, Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Shimon have a different perspective. They go, look at, they look at the chazakah midi kara, solely. See, ilu necha if it only got consumed, the Eirov, after it got dark, enu mutar, you would agree with me that it's okay. And since I know that it was okay sometime during the day, I've got a chazakah demi'ikara that it was okay. So the therefore lulam hu change the words ve'etzero. Therefore, it should be b'mutar adji v'doloshu asu until I, unless I know that it became v'ade asu. In other words, when I put the eruv down and the cheskat that it was okay, that chazakah takes takes hold and is fine until I know otherwise. Even though I learn much later on that something happened to this Eruv, but I don't know when. Well, since when I put it down as a Chazaka, and this Chazaka Mikara, that it was okay when I put it down, that persists. And therefore, that's why Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon say, Safek Eruv would be Kasher. Okay. Now, the Gemara asks the following question. Now, looking at this picture once again, um, according to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda, they say it's, it's like a Hamar Gamal. That sort of status, so he doesn't have really, it's like a, there's a tension between the two Eruvin. The, the Eruv meaning, sorry, the Tchum, I should say, the two Tchumim, the Tchum that applies to his house and the Tchum that applies to Eruv, Eruv Chatzairov. And we clearly he doesn't have anything using the picture to the right of the Eruv, and clearly he doesn't have anything to the left of his house. Now, what the Gemara is asking, what about the region in between? The way I explain the Mishnah, it says it is limited to that region, but the Gemara asks, this is actually a question. Maybe he doesn't even have that region. He has nothing. He can only walk to Alad Amot. Why is that the case? So Gemara says, well, Rabbi Barbar Mamal says, well, not Nimlo. Of course he gets that because Bimanafshach. Either one of the Eruvim worked. So clearly he can walk in the overlap. However, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzhak says, ain't not Nimlo. You don't even give him that. So he's stuck to Dalad Amot. The question is why? Rav Shimi Amar Kamei Rav Yossi B'Shem Rav Acha Ma Pligin Why is there Machloket? Because remember, there were two shit on the Mishnah said Chamar Gamal. It was Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. So we say, Ma'apligin, that's, that's only within Shit of Rabbi Meir. Baram Kav Yehuda, Kol Amamodish And in, in other words, within Shit of Rabbi Yehuda, everyone agrees he gets, he gets the overlap. 
The whole machloket is with the Meshita Rebbe Meir. Why? Now, this relates to a machloket Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda in later on in Reuven. It says, So he went out to place the Eruv down for, he was sent out by the city to put the Eruv down. And as, as he's going away to put it there, he was machzik bederek to place it there. Chavero machziro, a friend sent it back and he came back. According to, who mutalelech? According to Rabbi Yehuda, since he was machzik bederek, you'll see that's another um, way you can place an Eruv down. We'll discuss that when we get to that sugya. Then it worked for him. It's as if he placed the Eruv down, that's good enough. However, it will hold ear since they were relying, they can't rely on the, the walking to that location or standing in that location. They were relying on the Eruv being placed there there, the Arab didn't work for them. So meaning that individual can walk that extra distance in one direction, where the city, no one can. According to Mary Mayer, he says he's like a Hamar Gamal. Now, what does it mean Hamar Gamal there? Importantly, what it means is since he was Ma'aker, his own Shvita, meaning he was going already to place to the Arab down a particular location, that means he didn't want his tchum to be centered by his house. He was ma'aker that tchum, and he'd never put down the other tchum down. So he didn't get the other one either. So he has no tchum. That's according to that sugya. Okay? Um, I'll just read a bit of a chamer. It was spirally, this is a, it's a very long Reb Chaim here, so I'll just do a little bit, bit, bit here. Um, it says, uh, it says, V'kevan Shabbat, where is it? V'kevan Shabbat, not, Firstly, the fact that he was walking there won't help him. According to Remer, not like he doesn't even have two thousand more from his house. He loses his apaim, the two thousand more from his house. Since he was ma'akir, he says, "I don't want to be home," and he wanted to go to that tchum. It's as if he no longer wanted his tchum to be centered around his house. So, according to Meir and Natsugya, he's stuck to being within Dalad Amot. So I'll drop down to the bottom of that big, big long Dibora Machil. Just like Rebbe Meir holds in that sugi by that Mishnah, that he doesn't kone Eruv Sofatchum. And Besofatchum and Chumbeito Nami Einlo doesn't Chumbeit. It should Kfara Kardato because it's really Ma'akir Dato. You don't want to be there. Maybe also in our Mishnah. He also loses this little uh, yellow region. Because because you don't give his Shama, he doesn't get the Eruv there, because it wasn't Koneru, because it didn't work. You want to give him the Eruv by his house? Well, no, he's okay, that maybe. That's the reason why Rabbi Shmuel spirulated what the Rabbi Meir says ain't not in law, which is fascinating. In other words, when we said our Mishnah, you've got, okay, let's go over again. He placed his Eruv down towards the edge of the city and it was, and it, and it happened to like burst into flames at some point or roll too far away. And we're not sure when it happened. According to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda, the expression is Khamar Gamal. So according to Rabbi Huda, we said there's no question that he actually gets that overlapped region like we explained in the Mishnah. According to Rabbi Meir, however, there's a Makhloket. According to Rabbi Rabbah Mamal, he says, don't do a difference. He also gets overlapped region. However, according to Rabbi Shmuel Barav Yitzchak, however, he, he holds that this is just like the case of Mishat Salalech Be'ir, where in that Mishnah, since he was Ma'akir, his, okir, his own Shvita from his house, he actually gets nothing, right? He doesn't get anything. 
Um, so he loses his makom shvita from his house, and the eru of the other may not have worked. So we can he's limited dalad amot. So let me just um, just I've explained it all outside. Let's really let's just finish the sugi and the gemara a little bit more. And it says as follows. So he says v'lord dami chamar gamal chamar v'gamal. Sorry, the rabbi meir lechamar gamal. The rabbi yehuda. So you still clearly see the expression v'chamar v'gamal. Chamar gamal. Like we said in mishnah of rabbi yehuda and rabbi is different. Chamar v'gamal change the word to rabbi yehuda be'eruvo eno. In other words, that placing the Eruv down doesn't ma'akir his shvita from his own place, and therefore that's all you have the overlap. However, Chamar Gamal, the Rabbi Meir, the Chamar, the Gamal of Rabbi Meir, says, Shnatan datola koraglomi beito. Because he was, because he went, he wanted to place his Eruv down at the edge of the city, we can't say, okay, it's fine for you to fall back if it didn't work on the Eruv of your house, because it was ma'akir, he, he, he already, um, removed his intent for using his house as his makom shvita. So therefore, if that Eruv didn't work, it's like he was outside his tomb. And therefore, he only gets Dalad Amot according to Remer, and that's why you see the Hamar Vegamal, or Hamar Gamal, um, of Rebbe Meri and Rebbe Huda are very different. Okay, with that, we'll stop here. Have a good Shabbos, everyone. Cool.